As a driven dentist, you see the world differently. Where some see scarcity, you see abundance. When others want to give up, you keep going. You're building an amazing life of significance. That means you can't rely on ordinary advice from ordinary advisors to get to your goals. You want advice that's going to help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love, the causes you care about, and make your dent in the universe. But the fact is, this advice remains hidden because relatively few professionals are well-versed in them, and the extremely affluent don't care to let you know about them. Join us as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families. Welcome to Dental Wealth Nation. Here's your host, Tim McNeely. Welcome to the show, everyone. And I am so excited to have you here today. And I, I want to ask you a question. I want you to imagine your favorite athlete, right? Your famous, your your favorite Formula One racer or golfer or football player, baseball, basketball, right? Imagine your favorite sport and your favorite player. And now I want you to ask yourself a question. Do you think that world-class athlete has gotten to where they've gotten alone? Or do you think maybe they've had a coach and a mentor and someone helping them along the way? Go ahead and think about that for a moment. And, and if you're honest with yourself, you probably realize that world-class athlete has a coach. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And by the time we finish today, you're going to know how coaching can really help your practice run as a business. And you can really enjoy a much better quality of life. And it can empower you to do even more. You're going to have some inside knowledge of how a business coach can really help you change the culture in your practice. But more importantly, you're going to feel inspired to take action. You're going to want to improve your practice and you're going to want to achieve even more success. And I am so excited today. We've got uh, Madasser Hussein all the way here from the, the UK with us. And he's a uh, great dentist who's managed to uh, transition from full-time dentist to uh, to part-time dentist. And he's going to be sharing with you about coaching. Welcome to the show. I mean, so you started your life off as a, a full-time dentist, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. So I've been, I've been involved in the dental sector for over 15 years. Um, predominantly worked in NHS practices with some private and um, it was only last year when I actually decided that I needed to develop myself um, and diversify and that's when I uh, got into coaching. So full-time dentist and you just mentioned you wanted to develop yourself a little more. What do you feel was lacking? What, what wasn't there that, that you were looking for? I think that a dentistry comes with a lot of stress and a lot of responsibility. And I think me personally went through a bit of a difficult time. Uh, I got COVID and that was quite difficult. Um, I, I actually had to leave a job and that was quite difficult as well. And I think it made me um, sort of take a step back from dentistry and really reevaluate my life and really see, see where I wanted to go. And uh, that's really what happened with me. 
Okay. And, and, and as you kind of started to, to, to work on developing yourself, how did you do that? What, what did that process look like? Did you, did you start reading books? Did you start listening to podcasts? Did you find a coach and a mentor? Like, like, like how did you even start that process? Cause I know a lot of our audience, oftentimes we kind of feel lost. We know we want to improve something and, you know, maybe we pick up a book and, you know, we kind of ask our colleagues and stuff, but like, what did that process look like for you? I think for me and for most people, the time for growth is when you go through those testing times, when you go through those areas where you're suffering or your mental health's been impacted. And I think for me, when I left that practice, that's what happened with me. Um, you know, I was in a dark place where, you know, I hadn't been paid correctly. I wasn't sure where I could find a job. And, it, you know, I would just recently bought a house. So for me, it was kind of like a, play, a really, really dark place where I didn't have a lot of support. And it was kind of at that point when I was speaking with a friend who had multiple successful businesses and he was sort of saying, oh, I've got a meeting with my coach. And I thought, what do you mean a coach? Is that like a, a sports coach or is that like a, what, what do you mean a coach? He goes, I, I use a coach. Um, and, and then I asked him a bit more about that. And he said, well, that's how I make my decision. That's how I decide what to do with my business. That's how I develop my strategy. And that's how, you know, that's how I run my business. That's why I'm so successful. It's my coach. And, and we always have regular meetings to discuss ideas and decide where to go. And that's that's basically where my the start of my journey into mm. business coaching started. However, I was always intrigued because I'm a big football fan. Um, there's a football for dentist group, which I started a few months ago. Um, I'm a big Manchester United fan. And one of my big inspiration is Sir Alex Ferguson. And I've always been intrigued about how somebody like him could get the best out of some very, very average players and how he managed to get the best out of performance. And having that ability as an individual to be able to make that impact on players and performance for me was, you know, was intriguing. I've always been, it's amazing how one person can can change the whole team completely. And it's the same, you know, when you, when you look into a business, it could just be that one person that upsets the balance in a in a team or in in a business, and it's the the same. It's the same with with, with coaching. Coaching empowers everyone to be fighting for the same cause, which is the success of the business, and that's that, that's why I think coaching can be so useful. Hmm. Interesting. And so, right, kind of coming back to that that football analogy, which I, I think is so brilliant, right? You, you want the team all pulling in the same direction. How does a coach help align a business as opposed to a sports team, right? We, we, we've all seen the, the the inspirational sports shows with the great coach, right? I'm thinking Ted Lasso, who comes in and just, right, just absolutely empowers the team and inspires people to do more than they ever thought possible. But what does that look like in a business setting? So, Coaching really works on improving performance and maximizing performance or unlocking a potential in in an individual. And really, it, the best way to do that, it uses by asking questions. And that's the best way that we learn. It's a, it's a bit it's different to, to mentoring. So the aim of coaching is, is to improve performance and unlock the potential in individuals. And it's the most preferred leadership style by top businesses in worldwide. It's, it's what executive boards use to, uh, to make big decisions. It's how companies develop their strategy. And this has a knock-on effect uh, throughout the whole organization. It's just not that widely used yet within dentistry. Um, and for me, when I did my ILM7 uh, outside dentistry and meeting people from 
different sectors and these are hugely successful people from different industries and listening to the way they think and listening to the way they talk and you know they're talking about legacies they're talking about how they can empower their employees and and these things really resonated with me because I'm thinking that none of this really exists within dentistry so for me meeting people outside dentistry was life-changing because as a dentist generally speaking we go to the same place of work. It's the same team that we see every day and we go home. There's not really a lot of learning that, that gets done on a daily basis. You know, and it's very, it's, you know, you might come across patients, et cetera. Where, 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 whereas in other sectors, I, I felt like, you know, th this coaching can really, really uh, be brought into the dental industry and really sort of empower people and help the profession grow. Um, hmm. Well, I, I love what you just said about asking good questions of people. We're, we're going to come back to that because I'm going to ask in a moment, what are some of those questions you, you, you want to ask your team? But if you want to hear uh, you know, those answers to that, you're going to have to stick around to the, the end of the podcast. You're going to have to hit that like button. And if you do that, uh, Madassar is going to share some of those questions you can ask of your team. But like I said, you got to stick around to the end. You got to hit that like button if you want to know some great things that you can ask your team. And so, you know, you mentioned coaching, and I, I liked your, your definition of that. Would you, would you share that one more time? So uh, John Whitmore is, so, sorry, um, I'll go back to early, actually. Socrates was actually one of the first pioneers of coaching or the first coach. So basically what he said was the best way to learn is by asking questions. And if you think about it, when we go through our, our education system, how is it that we understand things and, and and check whether we understand things it's by asking questions and that's in essence what what coaching does it asks incisive questions to to basically for you to get insight and self-awareness of the problem so that you're then you, you've then got clarity to deal with it so the coaching in essence provides you with clarity provides you with a vision removes those obstacles and provides you with a solution so you know um you know it's Timothy Galway um, is also a well-known um, coaching uh, coach. He was a tennis coach. And basically he said that the, you know, in, in, in a sporting setting, the biggest problem for the tennis player is that in their mind, the opposition is far greater or a more formidable opponent than, that, that, than what's really out there. So, so for a lot of people, it's the mindset that's the problem, not anything else. And, and coaching basically encourages a, a shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And John Whitmore obviously is one of the, the, the early pioneers of coaching. And he basically describes it as unlocking potential and maximizing performance. And, um, you know, the association coaching have a slightly more detailed um, sort of definition of it. And it's sort of just working collaboratively to, to find a solution. Some people have described it as perhaps holding a mirror up to, to, uh, to you and you sort of saying what you see and the coach sort of, saying what they see and also sort of realizing that there's a narrative that we're telling ourselves. And sometimes that narrative isn't always true. Uh, you know, it's a bit like, you know, when we take selfies or photos, we're always drawn towards negative feelings towards it. And, you know, when you show it to somebody else, they don't even see it. It's just, you've told yourself that you don't, you don't like that photo. You don't like that video. You don't like the way you think. So, so, so negativity is something that as humans, we're naturally drawn towards. And, and that's something that, that you've got to also recognize that, you, you know, what's that internal monologue that you're telling yourself? What is it that you're telling your body? And why is it that you're stressed? It's, it's because you're stressed because it's how you're responding to that 
situation. That situation hasn't caused the stress. What's caused the stress is how you've responded to it. And and that's the thing, that's the key with, with coaching. It's almost recognizing those emotions and realizing that, you know, you can choose how you how to respond to a situation. It's not the situation that causes the stress. Yeah. But, but I think your, your definition of coaching was, was really kind of enhancing and bringing out the best in people or, 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 or what was that actual kind of definition of coaching that you had? So it's unlocking potential and maximizing performance. So those right. are the two things that basically gotcha. coaching does because we've all got potential inside us. It's just, mm -hmm. we, we don't see it. We don't see those positive qualities. Like I said, we're drawn towards the negative. So we're always focused on the things that, that we can't do or that we find difficult. We don't focus on actually how amazing we really are. And sometimes it always takes somebody else to say to you, you know what? I can see the potential in you. I know that you can do mm. this. And, the knock-on effect is amazing, you know, and, and and in essence, that's what a coach does in a sporting arena as well. It gives that self-belief to that individual and thinking, you know what, I can do this. I can perform better. And, 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 and it, you know, the, the person then jumps another level. And that's in essence what coaching does. It unlocks that potential that you, you already had, but you just didn't know you had. And it's just that you've not told yourself you had. And it's mm -hmm. a difficult thing to do because it's, it's like all the time we always work off of compliments and you know Eric Byrne is, is is somebody who talks about transactional analysis and stroking really really important you know giving people compliments bigging them up watch the difference of how they respond to you as soon as you say to someone your hair looks nice or I like your eyes or whatever it completely changes the whole dynamics of it and the way they they, they respond to you so it's all about relationships and that's the key with coaching it's, it's all about Im improving your relationships and improving how in control you are with your emotions. So it gives you that insight into, into who you are. Um, and, and, and that's the key, I think. Gotcha. And so how does that differ from say mentorship? Cause I, I know mentorship, you know, is kind of a, a word to kind of a concept and, and they may sound a little familiar, but, but they're really different things, aren't they? Yeah. So a coach is somebody who's not necessarily specialized in that industry. And usually a coach, it's normally non-directive and non-prescriptive. So basically the coachee leads where the conversation goes and, and decides, these are my goals, this is where I want to go. So a coach really facilitates the learning process. A mentor is different because it's usually somebody in that industry who has a set of aims or objectives and basically mentors or educates the mentee who perhaps needs that education to be able to develop both take the the uh, mentee and the coachee beyond their own skill set but it's it, the difference is more the fact that you're you're in that specialized industry and you're educating them and you've got a list of of specific specific aims and objectives whereas whereas coaching is more you know you can be from an outside perspective and still give insight and still give really valuable information and I think that's what I loved about the the coaching you know there was this feeling for myself when I met these people from outside dentistry I was thinking you know I'm a dentist what would I know and how would I be able to help them but once I got into it and once I understood the theory behind it and I understood for me it's all about emotional intelligence really and it's all mm. about understanding the situation and being able to to give person give a person clarity and you don't necessarily need to be involved in that industry to be able to do that and and that, that that's the thing you know when people understand and give that insight from outside it's completely 
it's completely different. And the, the good thing about being a coach is that you're non-judgmental. You're that trusted confidant. You're that person who has no bias either. If you go to a colleague, a manager, anyone in the organization, they've already got this bias. And it's the same with your family, same with your friends. When you go to a coach, it's completely confidential, it's completely non-judgmental, who basically wants the best for you, who's going to hold your hand, get you through that storm that you're going through or get you through that difficult that you're going through and give you that strategy and give you that vision. It, it's a great experience. It's a great conversation. And all the time, you know, after having those coaching sessions, that person feels like, you know, I'm ready to to deal with whatever throws, whatever life throws at me, whatever my business throws at me. And and that's the key with coaching. It's, it's an inspiring, it's motivating, it's a creative mm -hmm. process. And it's almost digging deep into those emotions and feelings and looking into um, you know, looking into into them in in more detail, and 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 that's the key. It's just giving you that resilience to deal with anything that happens, and you know, all helps with developing your strategy. So it depends on what you what your goal and aim was in the first place, and obviously that's really what coaching does. Decides on a, um, your goals and then gives you what's going on right now. Gives you a list of options. You work through a process and you come up with an action plan that this is how I'm going to deal with the problem. So it works off the process that you already actually have the answer to your problem. It's just you you don't know how to find that answer. And, and that's what it really works off and gives you a strategy in terms of future and how you can get to where you want to get to really and removes those obstacles that are in the way and that, that you sort of talk yourself out of doing things. Yeah. No, I, I think that's such a, a great example. And, and I'll share one, right? I, I work with coaches. I've got, I don't know, probably half a dozen coaches that I've got on retainer in different areas of my life because of so much value. And, and one of my coaches specializes in living vibrantly. Like that's her thing. And it's right. How, how do you build a more vibrant life? And uh, I'm super busy, right? Right. And so I, I tell the story to say, right, we, we kind of have the answers inside of us. We just need someone to kind of ask good questions and, and and understand where we are and build a solution that works for you. And so, right, I'm super busy doing the podcast, running my business. And, and one of the areas I've always been lacking in is just finding the time to get out and, and exercise, right? It takes time to, to go to the gym and come back. And so I'm talking with one of my coaches and she said, Tim, why don't you get a stand, right? You've got a standing desk. You stand all day. Why don't you get a walking treadmill and throw it under your desk? And all of a sudden, it's like the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's brilliant. And so now I've got a walking treadmill in the last couple of weeks. I've walked like several hours a day without even thinking about it, right? It just is a natural occurrence now. And I haven't had to feel guilty about not going to the gym because it's like I've got a solution that works for my unique situation. And that's the power of a coach is someone who can really understand you and help bring out solutions that work for you. And uh, kind of along that, Mustafa chimed in and, and had a great comment for us. Thank you so much for chiming in, Mustafa. He says, one of the greatest books I've read that started my journey in self-confidence and how he manages people is how to make friends and influence people. It changed his life. And now he approaches each and every person on, on that personal or professional level. And it's really made a, a huge difference. And, and thank you for sharing that, Mustafa. And, and the reason I bring that up is Madassar. In the beginning, we talked about, right, you know, really a business coach can also help change the culture in someone's business, in, in someone's practice. And as I think about, you know, winning friends, influencing people, that's all about creating culture, isn't it? By far, 
that is the most important thing for any business. What is the culture like? What and how can you improve it? One of the most famous uh, business leaders, Peter Drucker, said, "Culture eats strategy for breakfast." So if the culture is wrong, the strategy has gone out the window. And and that's the key, I think, for successful businesses: is what is the culture within your organization? How can you improve that? What things can you do to help create? a coaching culture and help create a learning environment that will empower your staff, that will empower your team, that, that will make them work harder and improve productivity, improve efficiency, and ultimately increase revenue. And at the same time, you know, improve their mental well-being, their morale, and, and just go that extra mile. Because that's, in essence, as a business owner, that's what you want. You want a team of people that are just going to work their socks off for you and do everything they can to be able to help the business. And they'll feel loyal that way because they'll love the fact that they work for you and they're not going to they're, they're not going to want to leave that, that business. And I think that's the key with, with creating a cult, cult, coaching culture environment for people. Yeah, right. And I know many of our listeners, right, you may be listening right now thinking, there's no way like my team will ever show up excited to work for me. They like show up because they want to get the paycheck and go home. They're, they like they can't even imagine a practice where people are engaged in a thriving culture. And so, you know, for, for someone with that kind of practice, how would they even get started on like creating a, a positive culture? What are some steps they can take right now today, right after listening to you to go back and just start nudging their culture and really working on creating a vibrant culture? I think the key is understanding the individual and understanding what makes them tick. And, and that's the key uh, to making and creating a vibrant culture. If you don't take the time to understand that there's, there's 16 different personality types, we're all different. We're all not the same. And sometimes it's about putting the right people in the right places. So if you, for example, got a dominant receptionist who's taking the phone calls, you, you're putting off business because that person isn't people oriented, doesn't really, isn't really interested in that person. And it's not really going to help the business. But if you had somebody who was a dominant manager, for example, that's great because they'll show great leadership. They'll be able to manage the staff. They'll be able to drive the business forward. So, so, so it's all about understanding their skill set of the individuals and and putting them in the environment that that will basically encourage growth. And and that's the key. It's all about understanding that we're all different. We all have different skill sets. We all have different personalities. We all have different gifts. And it's about unlocking those gifts and getting them you know, working out what makes people tick, you know, whether it might be that, you know, asking about somebody's family can be completely life-changing for, for, you know, for, for, for the staff. If you ask them about, or you remember what the, the names of the children is, what they've been up to, what, how did they have a good weekend? It completely, you know, opens, open changes the mood or the atmosphere in that environment. And, and that's the key, I think, you know, you, you want to create a, an environment where the staff enjoy coming to work and they actually want to come to work and they actually have fun at work. And I think this is something that I feel is missing in a lot of practices. Okay. Uh, and so, Ray, it starts with really understanding the, the individual in front of you then, correct? Definitely, definitely. 100%. So, so how do I get to know like what's important to them? Is, is it as simple as me asking what's important to you? Or, or are, there, are there other better questions that we can ask to really understand what's important to our staff? I think in dentistry, we're very, very backwards in terms of doing 360 
feedback assessments in terms of doing uh, Thomas PPA, you know, pro profiling individuals. We we don't even, you know, most practices don't even have time to do proper appraisals, and and we don't have that time to check in on the mental health of of, of staff. And I think that's the key. That's the key. I think. Okay, but but right, how, how do we start, right? If I'm the leader of my practice, right, I'm the owner, I like, how do I start doing that? Is it just scheduling time and, and asking staff what's important to you? What do you want? Like, 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 what's that thing I can go back to my office this afternoon and do? I think staff meetings are definitely a great way to get everyone involved. I would also encourage, um, I would encourage having an external person coming in whether that's a coach, whether that's whatever it might be, because it just gives somebody something different or something to look forward to, some different person that's that's coming in and that's inspiring. So I would strongly encourage all practices to employ a coach that comes in maybe even once a month, does some team bonding exercises, does some team training, just just something that they've got to look forward to in that you know in the in, in the work setting and i think it's it's just all about obviously creating that we're a team we're together we're in this together i care about you i really want you to succeed and i really value because because that's the key for most people it's not about how much you pay them it's how they how you make them feel if you, if, if you make them feel on top of the world they're not bothered whether they're on a bit less than somebody next door in a practice the key is how you make that person feel and and and, and i feel like once you master those relationships that's when you're going to get success for your business wow fantastic so i'm tim mcneely i've been talking with madasser hussein and we've been talking about how you can really use coaching to help drive success in your practice we've been talking about culture we've been talking about asking good questions we've been talking about you know how to engage your staff and get them motivated we've talked a little bit about the the difference between coaching and mentoring and we've also you know just talked about how world-class athletes use coaches to really bring out their best performance and, and increase what they do to even higher levels and so you know in Medasser, when you're heading into a, a practice when you're meeting with someone for the the first time what are you going through? What are you assessing? What are the, the questions you're asking? And I guess my follow-up to that would be, is coaching right for everyone? Or are there certain personality types that respond much better to coaching than others? I think the key is the attitude of the person who wants to be coached. You have to be coachable, really, for coaching to have the maximum benefit and I think that's the key when you're going into a practice you need to see what what are the relationships like are you able to have confidential conversations with employees what's the person who owns the business you know what's the feeling from the staff towards it are, do they, are they involved in the decision making of of what's happening in the, in, and running of the practice and I think that's the key to to be able to for, for coaching to have maximum benefit it's almost like you've you've got to almost say look here we've We've got a little problem here. We've got to sort of try to improve, whether it's just, it might be a simple thing that we need to improve staff morale. We need to improve mental health. How are we going to do this? What steps could we do to do this? How is this impacting our practice? What is it that, that will really help people? Whether it may be, you know, maybe having more breaks, whether it might be having a, you know, a lunch together where, you know, the owner buys lunch for everyone. But this is what staff really, really value. It, it, they really value that that feeling of feeling important and be, feeling like they're part of that business. And I think that's the key to 
to being successful as a dental practice once you get that atmosphere of 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 coaching and helping people in that supportive environment and and this is the thing about coaching it fosters a learning environment and a learning culture so if there's mistakes involved which we all know happens on a daily basis the person isn't scared to admit oh i'm sorry i made a mistake and it's it's almost like a learning experience that's the thing with 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 making mistakes we've got to understand that it's it's fine to make mistakes as long as there's a it's a environment where it's fine for people to hold up their hand and say look i made a mistake somebody then sort of coaches them say it's fine this is how you do it and it's all about being supportive and and that's the key about coaching i think coaching can help everyone it's just it's just they have to they have to uh, be coachable and that in essence is is, is what coaching in, encourages that learning culture and not 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 fearing that you know if something goes wrong or if there's a stressful situation how do we manage that what's the best thing to do and and how do we uplift our colleagues in a way you know even as a dentist we all go through things that haven't gone to plan and we get stressed out about it but who can we go to to sort of feel like oh it's okay don't worry about it I've got your back I'll help you through this difficult situation whatever kind of thing and if you had a practice owner that did that for me as an associate that's the number one thing that I'd want Mm. I'd want that practice owner who had your back who gave you that support who said to you I'll help you through this process or I'll help you through through whatever problem you've got I'll help you grow I'll help you develop and and this is why I think coaching is is, is key once you get that culture you, you keep inspiring each other to do better and overall then you raise your standards and 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 that's the key I, th- I think for 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 a successful dental practice if you can raise the standards make it an inspiring environment make it a motivating environment make it a a learning environment make it make it like almost like that place you want to be rather than for most people it's that place or, or it's it's that monday morning feeling oh great i'm going back to work but you could make it so much more enjoyable if and and this is the thing that i feel like especially in the uk there's this culture of of associate you work and 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 it's associate versus the practice manager versus the dentalist versus the receptionist so you're not working in collaboration it's almost like they all work for the practice owner and you're just the dentist who does the work. And imagine that kind of feeling because one person's on one team, the other one's on the other team, and then you've got the practice owner behind it. If you develop that kind of relationship, then how's growth going to happen? Because it's, you, you know, it, it's, it's not conducive to growth. Wow. Wow. Very, very powerful. So you've mentioned a couple of times, right? You've got to be coachable. What does that actually mean to like be coachable? So to, to be coachable, the thing with, with, with those dentists is we think we know it all. There's a very big arrogance culture within our profession. Um, we, we, you know, we think we know all about COVID. We think we know all about, we're virologists, we're epidemiologists. We know all about the wars, everything. We're, we're almost specialists in everything. But in reality, what we're really specialists is in teeth. And, and that's the thing about being coachable is it's almost taking a step back and thinking, you know what? We, we will always have something to learn when we want to learn. And that's when you get growth happening. And what I mean by that is 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 accepting vulnerability. You know, you again, you look at the um, coaching culture, you know, within dentistry and, and you look at the, the way people, for example, respond to, you know, social media. You know, when, a, a, a couple of weeks ago, there was somebody who posted with having a problem with taking a tooth out and the number of judgments that were passed that you know on that on that person I felt like oh my god this person reached out for help and you've just criticized the skill set of that dentist 
and you've you've not sort of helped them through that. Mm-hmm. And 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 we have this Instagram sort of era where we have to be perfect and all this kind of thing. And the thing about what what we really need to accept is is that we're very vulnerable as a profession, and it's we we should be able to hold our hand up and say, look, we need help. And 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 that isn't present in in the in in the dental setting. Wow. Yeah, I know that, that that's true. Why do you think that's missing in, in the dental setting? What what's going on there? Why are so many of us scared to to reach out for help? I think there's there's that. You know, I, I've had these conversations several with colleagues and things like that, and I think that that the the environment with dentistry is is very much sort of we have to aim for perfection all the time. And perfection is is something that that you know you can't you can't be perfect. There's you know you, you can be good but you can't ever be perfect and we we sort of almost put so much pressure on ourselves to to create the perfect composite filling to create the the perfect mm. anatomy and everything's all about perfection and it's not about okay it's fine you know what if if you might not be that great at, at carving your your composite but okay so let me go and uh, shadow or work with somebody who who is let me let me create a an environment where somebody coaches you through, for example, a composite filling and, and, and helps you. And, and this is the thing, even like when, I, when you talk about mentoring as well, you know, in, in the UK, especially when we talk about mentoring, it's almost like a remedial action. It's like there's a problem. So you need a mentor. And, 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 and that having that kind of attitude that basically, you know, it stifles growth. You, you're almost saying that you're not good enough and that's why you need a mentor. Whereas if you had the attitude that actually mentors help you develop, actually coaches help you grow, that's when you'll see real growth in the dental sector. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Amazing stuff. And, you know, the, the other thing you've mentioned is mindset, right? Mindset matters. And, and just in talking to you, right, you've got such a, a positive, productive, successful mindset. What are you doing on a regular basis to, to really sustain that positive, productive and successful mindset? I think the key is self-care, looking after yourself and looking after your mental health. And, and then you're able to serve others in the best way possible. And I think for me, I developed uh, a routine uh, that I feel like really, really helps me with focus, being my best and performing at at top level every single day. And, and this is the key. Again, you know, Simon Sinek says it's all about consistency. The more good days you have, the more closer you are to your goals. And and that's the key. You know, we can spend a lot of time, you know, thinking, shall we do this? Shall we do that? But once you work out your strategy, you work out your plan with your coach and you then implement it, that, that's when you're going to start growing. Because you know that if I did this every single day, I know that this is how my business will succeed. And 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 that's the key. It's just about being consistent with, with, with what you're doing and that's how I that's how I stay in a positive mindset because I know I almost can mark myself out of 10 and I think the other thing as a coach as well it's important is to to also have a coach yourself because I think sometimes obviously coaching people can have a massive impact on your mental health you need that downtime you need to be able to relax you need to be able to go away from that emotional journey that you've just been on and 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 for me that, that's what I I also have a coach to help coach me as well and continue driving me because 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 that's what you want keep 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 pushing on keep moving keep improving your performance and that's how you can improve and help others 
Yeah, well, I, and I, I liked what you said there in terms of just overall self-care, because I, I think that gets so ignored. And, and many times, right, we as business owners are, right, we think it's our job to take care of everyone else and support everyone else and, and sacrifice our health, sacrifice our mental health. But in reality, that leads to disastrous results. And, and I always love the analogy of being on an airplane, right? Imagine you've been on an airplane, as many of you have, maybe not in the last two years, but you go through the safety briefing and they remind you that if that plane loses oxygen, the person you need to put the mask on first is not your neighbor. It's not your kid. It's not anyone else. You got to put the mask on yourself first, because if you don't take care of yourself, then you don't have the ability to take care of anyone else. And so so I think that self-care piece is so key, like you mentioned, to, to really maintaining that positive, productive mindset. 100%. I think self-care, before you can help anyone else, you need to be the best version of yourself. For me, that's why, that's why I feel coaching has been completely life-changing. I'm a completely different person to who I was before coaching was introduced to me. I've, I wasn't even on social media until four months ago. So mm. for me, it, my relationships have completely changed. My wife has seen a difference. My relationship with, with my whole family has completely changed. My relationship with dentistry has improved. I feel so much more resilient. I feel so much more passionate. I feel so much more energized. I feel like so much more positive. And, you know, we've, we've all been through periods where we've suffered from anxiety, where we've suffered from depression, where we've suffered from, from stress, burnout and, and things. And we very rarely actually, you know, seek help. And even when we do seek help, we, we perhaps sometimes go to, like, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I've admitted to, having therapy sometimes because stress has really got to me. And for me, what I found life-changing about coaching was that it, so I feel like therapy just papers over the cracks. It doesn't really get rid of the problem. Coaching actually gets you to focus on the future and it's inspiring and motivating and it gets you moving to a place. And that's in essence what you want because you're stuck in that, that burnout kind of frame. You want to be able to get out of that space. And that's really what coaching did for me. And once it did that for me and I saw the benefits of that, I thought, this is me. This is this is this is what I love. And and for me, the feeling of like you described of being able to coach people and during that coaching session to, for them to turn on that switch, turn on that life bulb, light bulb, and for them to transform their lives. That is absolutely amazing because they will remember that for life. They will remember that call that coaching conversation, that coaching journey is when they realize that this is what I want to do with my life. This is why am I wasting my time? Why have I felt this way? And I think having that and being able to get that that reward feeling, that, that's what coaching does for me. I just love the fact that you can turn a person around and, and you know, that they're going to be so, so grateful for that. And, and that, that's my passion, just being able to help as many people as I can, because I've been in, in those places and it's a very lonely profession, dentistry, very, very lonely. And we don't have this collaborative culture and we don't have this sort of helping each other out. And it's, 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 you know, it's you and that patient and the book stops with you. And, you know, it's, it's a very different culture, for example, compared to the medical field. And, and that's the that's the thing about what I want to change in dentistry is that we should be 
together we should be unified we should work together to encourage and inspire each other so that we can stop the rot stop people leaving the profession stop nurses leaving the profession stop associates leaving the profession you know really really if we want to do that when we need to make dentistry an attractive proposition that that's going to be you know an environment that's conducive to growth and that's what i really want i, I want to create a coaching culture within our profession so that it improves the lives of everyone and everyone actually feels proud that we're in this profession where we're looking out for each other we're helping people we're growing we're inspiring we're happy to learn from our mistakes it's not a remedial action we're we're here for each other and and that's the key and that's what i really want my message to go out to people especially within the dental sector is that coaches can really, really help empower you, empower your teams, transform your business, transform your life. And it, it's all about changing the direction of your business towards that goal that you wanted to achieve. And, and, and it only requires really small changes a lot of the time for, for things to, to shift and for, for culture to, to, to shift within a practice. Yeah, no, very, very true. So so earlier in the show, for those of you who stuck around, we mentioned we're going to give you some questions that, that you can really, you know, kind of go back, ask yourself, ask your team. And and, and so, you know, if you're thinking about your team, Madasser, or yourself, and, and you want to consider, right, is coaching right for me? Like, like what, what are some, some questions I can be asking myself to, to really do some of that, that self-reflection and, and get clear? And, and I love you know, what you, what you call, you know, your business, it's clarity coaching. So, so what are some, some questions we can be asking ourselves to help us get really clear on what's important and what direction we should head in? I think that the, the key is asking yourself that, do you want to grow as a business? Do you want to improve yourself and your, the morale within the team? Do you want to increase your revenue do you want to increase your productivity do you want to keep hold of your your workforce do you want to make your practice into the best practice ever that people want to work for you because because all these things will eventually you know rub off onto the patient and that's when you're going to get that that increase in revenue and that increase in culture and I think that's the key that I think a lot of people need to ask themselves is is why did you go into dentistry in the first place it was Mm. all about patient care it's become all about money later on but really we should be helping patients we should be helping each other and and that's really why I went into dentistry for me it's about that care aspect be that aspect of improving patients health that aspect of 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 you know um you know just just helping each other and and that's why I went into dentistry I I feel like by asking those questions you'll get answers And, and it's all about like I said, involving your staff and involving people in the decisions rather than telling them what to do. Why don't you ask them, what What do you think we should do? How do you think we should manage this situation? How do you, and and, and this is the thing, coaches, for me, coaching is, is you know, Nancy Klein describes it as thinking time. It gives you that that sort of way of bouncing ideas of each other and and, and being able to make better decisions. And that's why I think coaching should be part of, almost like uh, every single business and every single organization because it, it can have massive, massive benefits to the staff and the morale and the actual direction of the business. Yeah. So, right. how can we get in contact with you? What, what's the best way to, to reach you? So, obviously, there's my website, www.madassahussein.com. There's obviously the um, – which is uh, – my business is called Clarity Coaching International – 
that's probably the the best way you just fill out a form and then you know i'm offering free uh 30 minute pro bono sessions and the reason for that is because i think in dentistry we don't really understand what what coaching is how it can help us and for me it's just about sort of almost sharing that knowledge and then just saying look it's entirely up to you there's no obligation for it whatever you want to do after this but as long as i've been able to show you how i can help you then then and, and that's that that's basically it and you know going through that process with several people it's amazing how many people said wow i i, I wish i'd spoken to you earlier i wish i'd known about coaching i wish i wish you were around before um and and those kind of things and and that's the that's the thing so obviously they can get in touch with me through the website i do have um uh, my facebook profile i do have a, a clarity coaching international um page as well i do also uh, run a football for dentist group um and again this 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 was my passion to engage with the profession and use football as a tool to be able to unify us and sort of work on things that you know we share rather than the divide and and for me because I, I love football and i love talking about it, i just feel like it's a way to engage with people and you know um you know there there is obviously a correlation between coaching as well and 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 just sort of you know anyone who's on my football group knows that a lot of my posts are about inspiring stories motivational stories and about how how football uh can can uh work for the greater good and and things yeah right so 30 minute coaching session what can actually be accomplished in a 30 minute session is that enough time to actually do anything Oh, hundred percent. I, I, so in in the thirty minutes coaching session, obviously it's it's about obviously I I do normally do a presentation with people for them to understand. I also find out what issues they're facing, and it's almost like telling them, look, this is basically what I can do for you. I can remove those obstacles. I can help you get to those goals, and I can basically inspire and motivate you so so it's all about you know it's, it's a bit like you know when you go to a personal trainer you know you know you'd never be able to do that kind of intense session on your own and that's in essence what a coach does it basically say if you wanted to lose weight or you wanted to you had a certain goal you know you could go for the gym forever but you're never going to you're never going to work at that same capacity until an external person comes in and gets you going to that place and and, and that's in essence what a coach does it's it sort of basically maximizing that performance, getting every little last drop of mm -hmm. potential out of you so that you can realize that actually I've been stagnant for too long. I've sort of been stuck in the same place for a long time and it's not good for my mental health. It's not good for my personal growth. And, you know, it's even for aspiring associates, you know, if they want to buy a dental practice, whether they want to you know, transfer to doing more private work, whether they want to specialize in something. Because a lot of the time we're so stressed with work and it's just that same routine of going to work coming back spending time with your family you've got the weekend and you're back to the same room we don't ever take that time to actually think and and that's the thing that that coaching does it gives you that thinking time and that thinking space with somebody who's completely neutral who's completely outside mm. who's gonna really just work on improving you and helping you get to where you want to be yeah, no, I, I love that personal trainer analogy. I think that's perfect, right? You may want to lose weight. You may want to get in shape and, and you can go for a half an hour intense session with a trainer. You may not lose all the weight in one session, but you're certainly going to get some results. You're going to see what's involved. You're going to have a really good understanding and, and it's really going to help you move the needle and, and see what it's going to take 
to build that body of your dreams, or in this case, build the practice of your dreams and achieve even more success. And so, Madassar, thank you for sharing so generously with us. Before we sign off, any closing thoughts for us or, or any kind of, you know, last ideas before we uh, get going here? Yeah, so I would say to everyone, think about getting a coach. Think about implementing a coaching culture within your practice. It will be transformational. It's life-changing and really focus on improving your relationships, whether that's with your family, whether that's with your business, whether that's whoever that might be. And that's the key to success. It's improving those relationships. And that's what I would really, really strongly suggest all everyone to, to think about, you know, how can coaching really help you Wow. Hey, great closing thoughts. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Dental Wealth Nation. We want you to take this information, get out there and do something with it. If you don't do anything, you just wasted the last 45 minutes of your life. But if you take one of these ideas, if you run with it, if you book that 30 minute coaching call, if you take action, that's going to be the first step to building an even more amazing life of significance. It's going to help you take better care of the people you love, support the causes you care about and keep changing the world for the better. Until next time, I'll see you again soon here on Dental Wealth Nation. You've been listening to Dental Wealth Nation. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Join us next time as we pull back the curtain to reveal the often hidden advice and strategies used by today's most successful individuals and families and help maximize your net worth so you can take even better care of the people you love. Till next time, make sure to hit the website at dentalwealthnation.com. 